invisible. Most of all, he had to be discreet, trusted to forget what he heard, to wipe the slate clean when the job was done. As the road became a country lane, he flew past occasional ruins of bricks smothered by lilacs. Fortunately, there was almost no traffic. He navigated pothole after pothole, and at one point rode through asphalt as humped as waves. A butcher's van with a plastic pig on the roof came the opposite way, and seemed to aim straight at the bike until they passed like ships at sea. In fact, the interpreter had not erased everything. There were his notes. Even if the notes were stolen, they would be safe because nobody could read them but himself. The road ended at a desolate parking area with a shuttered kiosk and a billboard of events past. An ice cream cart lay on its side. Everything described post-season ennui. Nevertheless, when he heard the screech of gulls, he got off his bike and carried it over the brow of a dune to a view of a beach that stretched in either direction as far as he could see and wavelets that advanced in regular order. Mist turned the sea and sky into luminous bands of blue. Sand skipped in the wind and nestled into beach grass that grew among the dunes. Rough wooden beach umbrellas, stripped of canvas, stood guard, but no one else was in view, which made it perfect. He set the bicycle down on the sand and removed his helmet. This was a find. This was the sort of mini-adventure that would make for a good story around the fireplace with a glass of red wine and a captivated audience a little daring do to cap his career, to give it significance. That was the word. Although the air was cool, Joseph was warm from cycling, and he removed his biking shoes and socks. The sand was fine, not like the loose stones of most resorts, and unspoiled, probably because Kaliningrad had been a closed city during the Cold War. Water rushed up, hissed around his feet, and drew back. His reverie was interrupted by the approach of a vehicle rolling like a drunken sailor across the beach. It was the butcher van. The plastic piggy, pink and smiley, rocked from side to side until the van came to a stop, and a man about thirty years old with a homburg and stringy hair climbed out. A dirty apron fluttered around him. "'Looking for Amber?' Joseph asked, Why would I be looking for Amber? This is the place. But you have to wait for a storm. You have to wait for a storm to rile up all the Amber. Royal, not rile, Joseph thought, but let it pass. Joseph detected nothing in common with the man, no intellect to engage with. Sooner or later the character would demand money for vodka, and they'd be done. I'm waiting for friends, Joseph said. The tilt of the Hamburg lent the butcher an antic air. He seemed dizzy or drunk, in any case so amused at a private joke that he stumbled into the bike. Idiot! Watch where you're going, Joseph said. Sorry, real sorry. Say, is this Italian? The butcher picked up the bicycle by its top rail. It's fucking beautiful. You don't see many of these in Kaliningrad. I wouldn't know. 
You can take my word for it. Joseph noticed that the butcher's hands were nicked and raw from handling frozen beef, and his apron was suitably daubed with liverish stains, although his sandals were hardly appropriate footwear for slippery ice lockers. Can you give me the bike, please? The last thing I want is sand in the gears. No problem. The butcher let the bike drop and brightly asked, Holidays? What? It's a question. Are you here on holidays or business? Holidays. The butcher's face split into a grin. Really? You came to Kaliningrad for a vacation? You deserve a medal. He pretended to pin a decoration to Joseph's chest. Give me the highlights of Kaliningrad. Like, what did you see this morning?